Studio. One day they wanna be Sachin Tendulkar, the other day they wanna be Shah Rukh Khan. And when you are confused, you are also confusing the manifestation process. In the physical world, what we see is what we believe, but in the metaphysical world, it's what we believe is gonna be see. So there are mirror neurons, and whatever we are seeing, and in whatever company we are, we become. What people have got in their heads is like hard work. Ni karna, I want to do smart work. I understand, but still, there is a word called work in that. And if you don't have the work ethic, it doesn't work. Now you can always do smart work in a way that you can create a team and a lot of people can do something for you. But then, what you have to do, you have to do. There's no substitute for that. So, yeah, you have to take up the pain. From Wine Studio, you are listening to the Inspiring Talk, a show where I bring the conversations with today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you take your life, business, and career to the next level. In this episode of the Inspiring Talk podcast, I have conversation with somebody who started training people at the age of nineteen. He is somebody who has trained thousands and thousands of people on their mindset, on law of attraction, on their business, and so on and so forth. Sneha Desai is one of the leading coaches who have worked with thousands of people, not only in India but several countries. He is somebody who has been interviewed by so many news channels and so on and so forth. In this conversation with Sneha, we talk about how he went about really dreaming big and chasing those dreams. Sneha Desai collaborates and does events with some of the biggest names in personal transformation, like Deepak Chopra. Robert Kiyosaki, Jack Canfield, among so many other people. In this conversation, he breaks down how he really manifests what he wants in his life. He also shares a very interesting story about how he manifested the bungalow that he wanted in his life. This conversation is full of insights on manifesting your dreams, chasing your goals, and how you can actually get closer to the dreams that you have. Pay attention and take notes because these insights are very practical, and you can implement so that you can get closer to your dreams. This episode is full of actionable insights that will not only leave you inspired but also give you a framework to take action. Enjoy the conversation with Sne Desai. Sne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Vijay. Sne, I'm. Really glad to have you on the show, and we've been having conversation for the past couple of months. And uh, every time I get on a call with you, there's something to learn, and the kind of work that you're doing out there—it's just inspiring to see all the amazing work that you're doing, the impact that you're making on people's life. So, while there are so many topics that we can discuss with you, quite literally anything that has got to do with the growth in whether that's in business mindset and so on and so forth. So today, I want to focus on something which a lot of people. Would want to learn more about, which is law of attraction. A lot of people have shared about it, talked about it, and this is one of the topics that you know a lot of people believe in. A lot of people have their own set of doubts. So let's begin with what is law of attraction in the simplest possible way, and then we can take it forward from there. The simplest way to understand law of attraction would be that consider yourself as a magnet, and we're gonna attract anything and everything we focus on. It's as simple as that. 
But then people have made it a bit complicated and there's a lot of mystery connected to it. And I believe we're going to go deeper with that mystery and reveal so many things scientifically today about law of attraction. So like you said, you know, we all are magnet and we attract things, right? So let's get to the, you know, problem bit of it, right? And I want to take wealth as an example. Everybody wants to attract wealth. Everybody want, wants to live a healthy life or happy life, but not everyone having that strong desire to be wealthy is able to attract wealth. Right. So there are some rules. There are some fundamentals of law of attraction. Everybody knows that they can attract what they want. It's just that they are not abiding those rules of law of attraction. And that's the problem. And today, I would love to go deeper with all those rules because what has happened is that our mind is an amazing technology we have. And mind is an automatic goal achieving machine. But the problem is no school or college has actually taught us how to use those powers. For example, we have something called subconscious mind. That's the 90-95% of the powers within. But we don't know about that. We don't know how to focus in the right direction. We are not sure that how our thoughts can actually help us, you know, build the desired life we want. And these are all the challenges because of the ignorance, I would say, lack of knowledge. And I should, I should go deep with this today because yeah. Uh, yeah. it's something needed. So you said that a lot of people don't know how to use it. If you have seen... And if you were to go back to and, and say that, hey, you know what, I've interacted with so many people, a lot of people who are not able to attract what they want in their life, whether that's the perfect relationship that they've been wanting or maybe wealth or maybe health or yeah. maybe anything that they desire in life. What are some of the, let's say, three biggest mistakes that people make or confuse when it comes to law of attraction? Right. Number one is few people don't believe in law of attraction. Now, when you don't believe, you know, your thoughts won't be aligned. And the issue with human beings is that seeing is believing. But the matter of fact is everything can't be seen. Mm. For example, voice can't be seen or else mobile frequencies or if you're receiving a call, it never happens. Ki, okay, the call is coming. Oh, and now I can see the call. Yeah. But never happens. So similarly, you know, we are in the energy dimension. And because we are not able to see those energies, you know, we feel that law of attraction doesn't exist. But on the other side, you know, it could be Swami Vivekanand, Lord Buddha. They have told us that we are what we have thought about. Norman Vincent Pale has written the book Power of Positive Thinking or Napoleon Hill has written Think and Grow Rich. Now, how amazing is this title, Think and Grow Rich? Or else W.D. Uh, Waltz has written, you know, Science of Getting Rich. All these great people have explained about this power to us. So the issue is not believing. That's the biggest mistake. Another mistake is people don't understand that law of attraction is like gravity. Even if you don't believe it's working for you. For example, back in 1687, Newton found gravity. But before that, we were not flying. Still, gravity was working for us. So today, if somebody through this video or podcast is revealing about law of attraction, that doesn't mean that the person was not using law of attraction. He or she was already using it, but in a very unconscious way. And after understanding the rules of it, now we're going to be using it in a conscious way. That's, that's going to be a big difference here. And if somebody wants to use law of attraction, then the first thing they need to understand is it's a combination of three things. Thoughts, emotions, and actions is equal to manifestation. If you believe that just thinking is going to do magic for them, no. 
along with that emotions matter and not just thinking and emotions it's also your actions so if somebody keeps on just visualizing and thinking about a bmw and does nothing about it no actions then it's not going to work for them yeah so when you said that it works for you even if you do not believe right in that the first thing that came on my mind was my my sister right so one of the deepest fundamental belief that she has about her life she has never exposed herself to the world of personal growth she has never read a single book on personal growth whenever i interact with her one thing that i you know very deeply know that at at the core of her what she believes is that whatever i want in my life will fall on its place and i don't have to worry about it and that is the strong such a strong belief that she has and almost certainly every time what she wants she gets it so whether that's about she wanted to go abroad to study and she had no idea of how that's going to happen and everything fell in place for her and again like i said she wouldn't even know that what law of attraction is right right i just recall the story here actually so when you were talking about your system i could recall during an interview bill gates and warren buffett were together one of the most successful and richest people in one interview they were asked that if there's one thing which a person needs to be successful what that would be and without discussing with each other they both wrote the answers in a piece of a paper and they had to give one word answer here when those papers were opened same answer came from both of them and that one word was focus so what you focus on that's where your energy is going to go and you're going to attract the same thing in your life so i have seen so many people struggling with this one day they want to be sachin tendulkar the other day they want to be shahrukh khan one day they are like i want bmw and they're like no i don't have the budget let me go for a innova and when you are confused you are even confusing nature you are also confusing the manifestation process you know there was a guy he did lot of sadhana and uh, god gave him a grant that what do you want and he was like i want to see your world i want to see heaven so he was gifted with a tour of heaven he went for the tour and to his surprise he saw lots of gifts thousands hundreds millions of gifts and he asked the tour guide probably god's assistant or narad muni as we say that what are these gifts and the assistant was like these are all the gifts what people had asked for prayed for and the guy is like then why all this is still here and there was a beautiful reply that because all those people who prayed for this asked for this the time came there's always a gestation period of getting something in your life right and when the right time came till that time his focus was different his prayer was different and that's the reason all these gifts are ready but not delivered so the problem is not god or nature the problem is probably our focus and your sister was able to focus that's where she produced results i love that and uh, you know that makes a lot of sense because we doubt on ourselves so yes. we feel that it's probably not possible like you said right hey you know what today i want this mm, i don't think that's possible for me let's let's settle for something else and uh, i had somebody on our podcast the last uh, episode danny morel and i asked him the question that hey danny do you think settling is an energy as well and he said yes sir if you have a tendency to settle in one area of your life then that also you will take the same thing in other area yeah. areas of your life as well if you are settling on your business saying that hey, okay this is all that i want to do here then that means you are nurturing the energy of settling and not 
going and saying that, hey, you know what, this is what I want no matter what. That's correct. When I started my career at the age of 17, we were in a rented place. I could not pursue my college because my parents could not sponsor me. We had a lot of financial challenges. My father had a debt of 22 lakhs. And one day I set and wrote a list of 101 goals. At the end of four days, when I was finished writing all these goals, I was in a way very sure that this is not even going to happen in this one life. But the other part of me, who knew something about self-help and law of attraction and read so many things, understood that I have to first believe in myself. If I don't believe, it's not going to work for me. And that's how the journey started. And guess what? At the age of 18, when I had my driving license, I went to a Mercedes showroom. I belonged to Ahmedabad and there was a very small showroom at that time. I went in and I asked that I want to check out a Mercedes. The guy's like, which model? Back in those days, I was not aware that there are even different models. Now I'm talking about 2005 or 6. And internet was not common. So we did not had all this exposure, you know. True, yeah. So I'm like, uh, what model do you have? And the guy's like, C-class, E-class, S-class. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, I'm saying to myself, C-E-S, okay, S for SNE. Yeah. So S-class. <laughs> and at that very moment, that guy actually scanned me from top to bottom. And I could realize I've done some mistake. Uh. And then when, when I got to know that it's 80 lakhs, that evening I had a bad health, let me tell you. <laughs> because back in those days, 80 lakhs was like next to impossible. I could not even imagine that there could be a car at this rate. So, you know, I went back home and I started studying what is this Mercedes all about. And then I realized what I want is the C-Class Mercedes. My dream was to own a Mercedes, but I thought that let me start with the C-Class Mercedes. And I had a photograph in front of me, started visualizing about that, started focusing on that. And I was sure that, you know, abhi nahi to kabhi, it's going to happen. And it happened so when I was 19, I bought my first Mercedes and that was C-Class. Mm, nice. So what I really, my takeaway from what you've just said is, Someday. A lot of us said that, ah, this is not happening. We dismissed that. What you did was someday, right? And a lot of us say that I can't afford this, but I can't afford this yet. Yes. I think that's where, you know, the play of the world, right? Where you are not saying that this is not happening, but I'm saying that yet. Absolutely. Which means that you still believe that this is going to happen and you deserve, right? Now, which brings me to one of the core things that which I have started sort of realizing a lot of us have is the problem of receiving. What are some of the blocks that a lot of people do have when it comes to receiving? And I think that's very important for us to understand what are the blocks that we might be operating from? What are those things that really don't make us believe that this can happen for me? For example, a lot of people, when they find the partner that they have been wanting for in their relationship, all of a sudden they question, is it, it's too good to be true? Do I really re deserve this? Or if let's say the, the money that they wanted to make and all of a sudden comes from out of nowhere, then like this, something that I can't believe in. Yeah. Is it, is it really happening? You know? So I think that's a lot of problem with receiving that where you have your challenges with receiving things because you are yet on your head, able to make peace with the thing that, oh, you know what? I deserve it and it's going to happen to me. So what are some of the blocks that people have that you've discovered? Number one is past programmings. We all are the product of our inputs and we have been nurtured in many different ways. 
And in India, majority of the families, somewhere 90-95% are in a struggle. So when we are raised, we get that struggle in our head that builds scarcity mentality. I don't deserve this. I'm not meant for this. I cannot do this. And even people around us keep telling us the same. And that gives us the negative conviction that they might be true. Because if so many people are telling that I cannot do, they'll be true. One of my mentors told me that the day your inner voice is more loud than all the other voices outside, you can do anything in your life. So what I mean to say by that is that that past programming, scarcity, doubting yourself is what blocks everything in our life. Because the matter of fact is that there's unlimited money out there. The government can print as much as they want. Till 1971, there was the gold standard, but then it's no more. So unlimited money can be printed. Nature, we can see abundance, but who is stopping us is nobody outside. It's we ourselves. So it's just about rewiring yourself in believing. See, in the physical world, what we see is what we believe. But in the metaphysical world, it's what we believe is going to be see. So that's where visualization comes into the role. Goal setting plays a very big role in our life. So we have to rise above that scarcity mentality and start believing that it's our birthright and we are here for something big. Absolutely. I love that. So Sne, you said three things, right? You got to think, you got to believe and think emotion Emotions and then action. you need to take action, right? So, you know, we discussed about thinking and how you are going to think about that it's going to happen and believe and so on and so forth. I'm curious, you mentioned that, you know, you, you visualized about having owning a Mercedes, had a picture in front of you. And I'm sure you follow the visualization technique even today. How has your visualization process evolved over the years? And what have you discovered works best for you and also for, you know, a lot of people that you might have taught this and maybe discovered something from in, in this like almost 10, 15 years of journey? So visualization is kind of a mental rehearsal and it's just not a mental process. It's also converting the visualization process into actualization. So for example, back in those days when I had the dream of owning a Mercedes, my father had given me a very old two-wheeler. It was older than me at that time. And it was a very antique piece. And what I did, I took a sticker of a Mercedes, that star symbol. And literally, I had it on my two-wheeler. Whenever I used to go anywhere, back in those days, my friends did not have two-wheelers. You know? So if they want to take a ride, you know, they have to say that, Sne, apni Mercedes pe yahan tak and whenever I used to travel anywhere, I'll be like, you know, I'll be informing my mom that mom, I'm going to meet a friend. Let's say I'm going to meet Bajoy and I'm taking my Mercedes. Mm. So I was, you know, not just visualizing, but I converted it into actualization process, literally believing that I'm driving a Mercedes right now. Mm. And if anybody joked about that, you know, I used to break friendship with them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So that's an 18 years old snake, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that happened in my life. But then I still remember a beautiful story. For the very first time when I bought my home, because we started from a rented place. And then we had a dream that I want to make this place bigger. So my family had raised me in a 10 room place. It was a very big house. And I had a dream of, you know, making one more bigger place than that for my parents. 
So I got to see a place and that was totally out of my budget in Ahmedabad. And uh, what I did, I just gave the token money, which was even not enough because all my three bank accounts, home and office, whatever I could, you know, collect, I collected, went there. That was even not 20% of the token money what they were asking. I gave that and the builder is like, no, no, this is not enough. I'm like, that's okay. Keep this. I'm going to bring you more. I, for 10 days, each and every day, took one friend to that property. And I'm showing him the whole place saying, this is my living room. This is the sofa I'm sitting here. There's going to be a painting here. There's going to be a 75-inch TV. And this is my bedroom, this color, that. This is what I'm doing here. This is my kitchen, everything. It was kind of an actualization process as if, you know, I'm literally having a 3D experience of the whole interior of my house and still have not bought the place, right? And uh, if you have your near and dear ones, they know your financial situation. So when I used to tell them that I have bought this, they're like, Kaise? It's not possible. I'm like, yeah, I have not informed anyone. Just keep it to you because you are my close one. <laughs> and for 10 different days, I did this. Now the builder's office is thinking because 10 days I'm taking the keys and showing it somebody. The builder's like, you know, is this a real buyer or is this kind of an agent or somebody who wants to sell someone? So they were getting confused. But this was the whole actualization process. And let me tell you, Bajoy, today I'm living at that place. Not just one. Then I bought three other bungalows in the same premises. Now I have my cricket ground, home theater, personal swimming pool, guest house, office campus, you know, studios, everything there at one in one campus, which is almost like one lakh square feet. Wow. So, you know, when we talk about visualization, it's about going in and living in a way that it has already happened. Even if somebody is driving a Maruti, start believing that it's a Mercedes for you. Even if you are staying in a two-room place or a rented house, start believing that this is your palace and start visualizing the palace you want in your life. But you have to believe that this is there because your emotions are going to attract what you're feeling, right? So the thing is, if you keep visualizing for a couple of minutes in a day or even five minutes, but other 23 hours, you are feeling miserable. You are complaining about the two-wheeler you have. You're complaining that you have to take a public transport. That doesn't work for you. So is it possible for somebody to believe throughout the 24 hours? Yes. And escape from that reality that they are living in right now? Yes, that's possible. See, one powerful thing they can do would be being grateful for what they have. So believe me, even that two-room place is a palace for someone who is on the streets. So first of all, being grateful for what you have. And second, it's about controlling your mind. What I have seen is National Science Foundation, USA. In 2005, in a research, they found out that 80% of our thoughts are negative and 95% are repetitive. So if we are thinking the same, what we 95% thinking is the same which we thought yesterday. Now imagine this, that if we keep on repeating this, how is our life going to change? Because we are thinking the same, right? But we are even not changing our thoughts. And if 80% of that is negative, we are keep manifesting the same thing again and again. So how we can bring control to that? Because majority of our negative thinking is autonomous. We say that it's not in our control. But you see, if I'm using this microphone, I can control this, I can switch it off. Similarly, this is our mind, but we are not the mind. It's a tool which has been given to us. And we need to 
have control on our mind. Now, when I say the word control, control doesn't mean controlling everything. But control means that being conscious about what you are thinking. So I would like to give a couple of steps here. Number one, silence. Silence doesn't mean that you're watching TV and you're not speaking anything. Silence doesn't mean that you're reading newspaper and when, when your wife is asking something, you're not replying to her saying that I'm in silence. Silence means a mental fasting, simply doing nothing at the time. It's the first stage or a pre-stage before meditation. And then meditation comes in. Even if a person starts meditating 20 minutes a day, that's where he or she will be able to control the thoughts. Because every day it's running and running and running. And the life we are living, you know, every moment we have cell phones and TV and so many inputs around us. It's said that more than 6,000 advertisements are in front of us in one day. So there are so many inputs. In middle of this, we need to find some time to be with ourselves. And third thing would be being with nature. You know, in our busy life, we don't get a chance to do this. If somebody can wake up early in the morning, see the morning sun, do some walking in the garden, spare some time every six months on a beach or a mountain, when you be with nature, nature calms you, balances you. So these are three powerful things, I believe, which can bring some awareness and control. And that's going to help the person to focus, that's going to help the person to believe, that's going to help the person to be, you know, away from all those negativities. So what are some of the steps that people can follow to, you know, start attracting the things that they want? Are there steps that you want to share with people? Sure. Step number one would be what you think you attract. And we've talked about that. Two would be what you talk you attract. And people don't understand the power of mantras. Right now, whatever we are speaking is also a mantra. So Bruce Lee very well mentioned spelling. Spelling. In a way, you are spelling whenever you are speaking something. It's kind of that Harry Potter is us that we don't have the stick. But we are spelling all these things and we are creating what we want in our life. Third would be seeing is attracting. What you see, you attract. And that's where visualization or, you know, goal chart comes into the role. Even having the right role models in your life. For example, somebody like Mbappe, the footballer, had uh, Cristiano Ronaldo as his role model. Or even, you know, uh, Dhoni had Sachin Tendulkar as his role model. And they had posters in their bedrooms for the same. So seeing is attracting. One powerful is feeling is attraction. Now when I use the word feeling, what I have seen is many people come to me and they complain about, sir, you told us to stick pictures and write $1 million and we are thinking about money, but it's not happening for us. And I'm like, what do you feel about money? When you see a rich guy, what do you feel about him? Are you feeling jealous of him? Are you feeling that he has cheated somebody? Mm. Are you feeling that he's doing something bad to make money? And uh, who are these rich guys? You know, you keep thinking about. And that's where the names come. And that is Nero Modi and Vijay Malia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you see, majority of the kids, when we were also kids, when we talked about, you know, becoming rich, at times our family, our parents told that rich people are bad. Or else if we give an example that our neighbor, uncle has bought a big car and our father would be like, Bita, you don't know, usne kya kiya hai? 
So somewhere we have been programmed that rich people do bad and that's where Nero Modi and Vijay Mallya comes. But there are people like Ratan Tata. There are people like Azim Premji. Why aren't we giving those examples? So the point is, when you talk about money, when you think about money, are you grateful for that? Are you being enthusiastic and excited for that? Are you happy for that? Are you, you know, willing to attract more and do you respect those rich people and understand that they have delivered great value? That's where they have made the money. They have solved some amazing problems. That's where they have made the money. So it's not just about thinking and talking, but it's also about feeling. And jealousy, guilt, worry is not helping us to produce the life we want. And these are the things that you can control. Yes. What next? <laughs> <laughs> so one more powerful thing I believe is the environment. And that would be the people around you. When I say people, everybody knows that associate yourself with successful people. But we don't realize the matter of fact is that if we are lazy, check your inner circle. There are people around you who are lazy. If you are negative, there are people around you who are negative. If you are not an achiever, then somewhere there are people around you who are not achievers. And that's the big problem we have. We don't understand that we have got mirror neurons. And uh, when we watch a movie and Shah Rukh Khan is crying, we do cry. When Deepika Padukone is dancing, we do have a smile and maybe we are tapping. So there are mirror neurons and whatever we are seeing and in whatever company we are, we become. So that's the reason you have to choose the right company. When I'm saying this, people might think that how can somebody like me be around a successful person or if I want to make 100 crores and still I'm starting in my life, how would a 100 crore guy be my friend? And the easier answer to that would be first choose to not be in the company of wrong people. At least be alone, it's fine. And for example, if they follow your podcast, if they are reading some good people, that's where they are being in good company through technology. So even if you're not getting somebody in your neighborhood where you can spend some good time with who is successful and positive, start with reading positive books, start with some great podcasts or videos, start with seminars and workshops. And that's what I did. When I wanted to change my life, you know, all my friends each and every day used to meet at a pan house. I stopped going there. You know, a weekly we used to go for a movie. I, you know, rejected that idea. Whenever India used to play, I stopped watching that. Because, you know, I have that proud that my country won the World Cup. But I'm not going to get a coffee in that cup ever. So I wanted to focus on my World Cup for life, right? I love that. So that's where, somewhere, I disconnected with all those people. And I got alone. I spent some time with myself. In knowing who am I, how can I express, how can I add value? And in that process, I started reading. I would have read more than 2000 books and uh, attended so many seminars. I don't have any specific count for that. But when I'm saying this, that actually changed my life. It was a process where I was like almost a year or two years, in a way, pretty much alone. And I started realizing that it's helping me to know myself. It's helping me to grow and evolve. And after that two years, today I can say, I have friends whom I'm proud to be with. It could be Saujibai Dholakia, who is a 10,000 crore diamond guy. 
or else it could be Neswadia, the owner of Britannia, or Deepak Jalan, the owner of Link Pens, and any of those celebrities who were on my list. It could be Sunil Shetty, Sonu Sood, Abhishek Bachchan, Kadar Khan, Vivek Oberoi. All these names, you know, I got the chance to meet them, be friends with them. You know, they came for my seminars and workshops. Even when I was watching the Shark Tank show, you know, I never wanted to be on that show. I thought that this guys should come to my show, and I'm happy to say that now Ashneer Grover, Vinita Singh, has been to my programs, and still we are planning more sharks. But then, you know. it's about the environment and when you are being with this people that's where you start thinking different you know you have a different level of conviction automatically if you were at that 1 crore stage and you have people around you who are 1000 crores you know you raise your standards true. you raise the bar you true that's true there's an identity shift then so today when i'm getting this opportunity to have the podcast with you that's also identity shift for me because i'm being in company of a person who has learned so much and has given so much so right environment right people ah uh, awesome so you know that reminded me of every time i would go at an event and uh, at the end of the event all the participants would just rush to take a picture with the person on stage and and on my head i'd say like hey i'm not interested in just taking pictures and putting on social media saying that hey look this is the person that i've met like for what what value is me putting that picture on social media adding to my life the real value is going to be created if i were to collaborate with the person in some shape or form to bring more value to my audience or the people so and that's how i think and a lot of times that has really helped me in thinking differently and now instead of me saying that hey i want to go and take that picture i'm thinking of how can i collaborate with this where can i really you know yeah. partner with this person and i think that's a that's a shift in the mindset you know which you rightly put now uh, snay you mentioned about uh, you visualizing you and then actualizing and the most important step after that is just taking your friends and showing them around the house where that you want to buy for the 10 days that's not enough right so you just can't keep showing like you can show it to 100 <laughs> people and then do nothing about it Correct. you know that you know you are not going to get anything right so what next like a lot of people forget about the part on taking action which is like like you said being at the right place at the right time and being at the place means that you have taken that effort to be in that place that's also the action that you have taken right so let's talk about actions so there is no attraction without action that's always there and that's the reason me and you are sitting here even we are working in a way right now we surely are enjoying so even today i work 16 hours a day see there is no shortcut to success there is no shortcut to wealth building what i have seen is majority of the people are not ready to take the pain to achieve something in their life they do dream about it they want it they are willing but they are not you know ready to take up that pain and i personally give the idea to my audience and that is when you have two paths whenever you are doing anything in your life at every moment you will be having two paths one would be the easy and the comfort and the other would be painful and which would be a bit of uncomfort zone for you but that's going to give you the growth so if for example you are sitting right now and you have an option that i can watch my favorite web series or i can start working on that project which is down the line after a week but still i have that option to do it right away so what is the easier path is watching the web series and what's the painful one is working on that project being creative about it 
So when you choose the painful part, the uncomfort zone, that's where you're going to get success. It's about choosing it in the right way. So it could be waking up in the morning. It could be, you know, going reading books. Yeah. It could be going to office. It could be even overtiming or doing extra mile of something. One has to do that. See, you will have to face losses. You'll have to face rejections. And that is where you will get success because without action, without putting in the efforts, nothing is going to happen. At times, I tell my coaches, Mazduri to karna padega. Why I use this word is at times, you know, what people have got in their heads is like, hard work nahi karna, I want to do smart work. I understand, but still there's a word called work in that. And if you don't have the work ethic, it doesn't work. So for example, if you check out Virat Kohli or Cristiano Ronaldo, they do have their goals and they visualize about it, but they are putting in sweat for that. And there's no substitute ever for the same. Now you can always do smart work in a way that you can create a team and a lot of people can do something for you. But then what you have to do, you have to do. There's no substitute for that. So yeah, you have to take up the pain. Yeah, that really sums it all. Because if somebody is thinking that, hey, you know what, I'm going to think, I'm going to believe, I'm going to, you know, stick the poster of things and I'm going to change my mindset. But then all of that is... You're priming yourself to believe that, yes, I can deserve this. I can, I can have this. I can attract this in my life. And when you are doing the work, I see everything that we have done so far about thinking and believing and so on and so forth. It's just a bit of a accelerator that you put in the action that you are doing. Because you are, you are doing it with a conviction that it's going to happen without leaving that doubt for that, hey, I'm putting a lot of work, but I'm not sure if this is going to work. You believe that this is going to work. Right. Absolutely. And lastly, I would just like to add one more thing. And that is when you are taking actions and when you want nature to support you, that's what law of attraction yeah. is all about. You know, it's about reciprocation from the nature for the actions you are taking so that you don't say that I was not fortunate enough. So you have to be what you want to attract. And when I use the word being, it's like, See, each and every one of us is energy. We are energy transmitters and energy receivers. It's like a radio. The radio stations are transmitting frequencies every second. But we have to tune up the radios in our car to tune in to those frequencies. Similarly, it's about raising our energy. For example, some might have experienced that anybody who is into meditation, sadhana, spirituality, when we go to them, to a mentor or a guru, and when they say that, don't worry, your problem will be solved, Tathastu. We have seen at times when we come back, we find some amazing changes in our life in a few days, you know, some kind of magic happens. Now, it's not a magic or a miracle, but they are into the high frequency zone where their thoughts were accepted by universe faster in comparison to anybody who's into the low frequency zone. Now, what is this frequency all about? When we talk about energy, it's not positive, negative energy. It's always about the higher energy and the lower energy. So it's the subtle energy and the gross energy. A lot of activities we do in our daily lives are actually taking us to the lower frequencies, the lower energies. And that's the reason even after being in that lower energy zone, if you think something 10,000 times, it might not work for you. And um, lower frequency zone is created by some of our actions 
which we are unconscious about. It could be addictions. It could be negative thinking. It could be criticizing and gossiping. It could be overuse of gadgets or radioactive things. It could be even watching porn. And I have seen this that today, you know, as per the statistics, India is third or second in the world in watching porn. Now, now see, here we have to understand that these are our actions. You cannot blame it on nature. Even that could be eating junk food, acidic food, right? And on the other side, if you want to raise your vibrations, we have talked about that, but I'll add a couple of points to that. Meditation, silence, being in company with white people, reading, you know, educating yourself. Even it could be music, being in nature. All these things is going to help somebody to raise their vibrations. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's like you go to the gym, work out today, you're not going to see your bicep muscle immediately. It's a constant process of being in that zone, giving yourself, you know, each and every day that 60 minutes, 60 minutes of power. And in that 60 minutes of power, which I personally follow, 20 minutes of reading, 20 minutes of meditation and 20 minutes of exercise. But then now I started with 60 minutes and I'm into, you know, almost two hours with that. Because that's also a form of addiction, which is a very positive one. But that helps to raise your vibrations. And what I've seen with time is, now we don't need to put so much effort in attracting something in our lives. And that's where we get a feedback that somewhere in comparison to what we were, now we are in a bit of higher zone. Okay, a bit of higher zone in comparison to us, not with somebody else. Because it's not a race. And we don't want to become Sadhguru. <laughs> But the point is, you know, we can surely raise our vibrations. And what we want is that through this regular practices, when we are in that higher zone, then all of our thoughts, feelings, actions is going to materialize faster than we have imagined. Yeah. You are putting yourself in a position where you have raised your vibration and you are believing that it's going to happen and you are taking action in the direction. And you think if anybody who's listening to this, follow what you have discussed so far, whether that's about raising the vibration by a lot of things that we discussed, right? Being in the right environment, you know, reading, listening to people who have done, you know, great things and the results that you want in your life and then believing in it and taking action. Do you think anything that anybody desires in their life is possible for anyone who's listening to this podcast? Absolutely, yes. It's just about applying it now. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I think uh, this has been a really great conversation where we have given the comprehensive sort of, I would say, more detailed steps for people on how exactly they can go and start working on. And for anybody who's listening to this podcast or watching this, just see what are the areas that you need to improve on. Maybe you already are surrounded by the right kind of people, but you are yet to believe in yourself. Or maybe you already believe in yourself, but the people that you're surrounded with or, you know, in, in your own self-doubt, you know, whatever area that you think in your life you need to take action, just identify that and start, uh, you know, finding ways and resources that can help you go deeper. All right. So, and if you loved what Sne shared, and if you want to learn more from him, then where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they can, you know, Google me, Sneh Desai. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Yeah. 
Um, he shares a ton of content on his social media. So I'll link all of that in the description of this episode. Do check that out. And uh, also let us know what you think about this episode. And what is the number one takeaway that you've had from this episode? We both would love to hear from you on what was that one moment where you felt that, hey, you know what, that was something that I think I was really messing up in my life. And I want to really start working on that. Uh, I would love to hear that. Thank you, Sne. Thank you so much for helping you know, our listeners and so many people out there with your knowledge, with uh, everything that you have learned in your life and committing your life to make impact in someone else's life. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing and for being on this show. Thank you, Bajira. I love the talk. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed listening to this, I want you to do two things for me. Number one, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe to the podcast and give five-star ratings. This will help me attract more listeners to this podcast and take this information to a wider audience so that we can help more people grow in their life. And second, share this episode with at least three people in your network who you think need to hear this episode. You never know, just by sharing this episode, you can help them transform their life. Be that person who helps others grow in their life. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.